our alumnus today is a specialist in the snacks and beverage industry. Sami brings and provides over 18 years of expertise in the domains of marketing, sales, strategy, and general management. His work comprises a holistic take on setting the strategic direction and managing commercial operations of the business. Sami has a lengthy hist history with Mondelez International, starting back in 2015. Sami's Mondelez career has spanned across multiple markets, including Middle East, North Africa, Pakistan, the entire MENAP region, where he has led critical assignments that helped generate a positive momentum across the entire organization. Prior to becoming the managing director for Mondelez Pakistan, Sami served as the strategy lead for MENAP region, guiding the organization and reforming it through the pandemic. He has a remarkable track record of driving transformational growth and creating an innovative culture while driving brand and business success. Since Sami's appointment as the managing director of Mondelez Pakistan, he has initiated multiple projects. He's also helped escalate the sustainability agenda to ensure the organization inspires positive impact on environment and society. Very happy to share. Sami is particularly passionate, and I think that's one of the things that we'll be uh, interested to hear about, is the diversity, equity, and inclusion that, and he really believes in driving initiatives that create a meaningful impact for the community at large. So, I would like to welcome officially Sami to the show. Thank Sami, you welcome. so much, Abra. Thank you. Thank you for your kind introduction. Thank you. Sami, we are very honored to not only host you today, but welcome you back to the Institute. Thank I you. believe that you mentioned uh, recently to us that you came back to the college after quite some time. Yeah. How's your journey been? Since I've left the college? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so 2001 to 2005 uh, were the four years where I was at IOBM. When I started my journey, it was known as CBM. I saw the transformation from CBM to IOBM, did my bachelor's for three years and then the master's. So four years in the university. Um, and uh, my four years in the university also had two phases to it. Um, and I'll talk more about it as we get deeper into our conversation. So when I, when I started my bachelor's and when I ended my bachelor's, my, I, was not a, I was not a very bright student, to be very, very honest. If Talif Saab would ever ask someone to ask for my transcript or bachelor's, probably he's going to kick me out of this meeting room, of hall rooms. You should not be interviewed. <laughs> uh, but then I, I, I changed completely, transformed myself, uh, mm -hmm. did my master's a year uh, with a, a very, very good GPA as well. So I started my journey. Uh, first up with a uh, local company, uh, which is also a market leader in beverages, hot beverages, Tapalti. So I got the opportunity, Wonderful. a very, very early opportunity to start working with Tapalti. Worked there for about three and a half years, started as a management trainee. Management trainee to ABM to BM and then two categories. Uh, but at that point in time, you know, when, when I was working with Tapalti as well, I was very, very clear. Uh, because you could see the transformation, it is very important to see, evaluate what is happening around you. Mm -hmm. And even in somewhere about 2009 and 10, you could tell that the world, the global globalization had already started and uh, internet and it was spreading and Generation Alpha was about to be born, etc. kind of conversations were happening. So I was very clear that I have to grow in my career. I, I have to work with a multinational organization. The reason being uh, that MNCs, of course, they don't just work on your development, but you get a lot of exposure as well, uh, even For on sure. job if you're working sure. on different markets and categories, etc. 
So I decided uh, at that point in time to leave Tapal. It was a very, very difficult decision for me to leave Tapal because I was there in my comfort zone uh, with the company and I did build a very good reputation with the organization. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a tough and hard decision, but I made that uh, move. So I, at 2010, then I got myself into uh, the joint, which is now a joint venture business of Mondelez uh, Continental Biscuits. Stayed there for four years. I think one of the uh, four, four years at a very good time, uh, 2013, I led the launch of Oreo in Pakistan as well. Okay. That was one of my flagship projects that I did while I was there with, uh, uh, with, with CBL. So joined in as a BM, SBM, GBM marketing manager, four years fast track. And then 2015, I got into Mondelez and my first assignment in Mondelez uh, was for the Saudi market based out of Dubai. Okay. Uh, and I was Saudi on Libya. the... So started my career with the hot beverage tea and then I was exposed to a cold beverage uh, brand, which is Tang. And Tang, uh, for, and I'm sure most of you must have traveled in Gulf countries, you would find a lot of Tang there. And Tang Saudi is, is our third biggest market globally as well uh, for our brand Tang. So um, two years based out of Dubai, I was managing uh, Saudi, and then I was given additional responsibility of Levant markets, Jordan, Lebanon. Uh, the, the last third year, I, I moved out to Saudi, so I've resided in Saudi as well. A great country, all the, uh, probably the impressions that the country even had that point in time were completely wrong. Um, so the three years uh, role in GCC markets. Um, and then 2017 end, because of some personal reasons, my father was not well. I decided to come back to Pakistan. Uh, th at that point in time also, I was getting a assignment in one of a see our markets, but uh, I prioritized coming back to the country uh, for to being the only son. So anyway, so 17 and then I uh, got a secondment uh, mm -hmm. with our joint venture business in Pakistan as a marketing director. Uh, so I did that role for three years, post that uh, a year as a strategy head for Menap markets. And Menap for us is Middle East, North Africa would include Morocco and Egypt both and Pakistan. Uh, did, uh, did that role for a year time and then uh, 2022, uh, October 2021, I was informed that now I've been, I'm going to have to take this role of managing director, which of course I very, very happily accepted because getting to a role of general management, managing director was one thing that was, you know, that I had planned, you could say, probably six, eight years ago before getting to that role and, and I stayed and navigated my career accordingly. Marshall, so brief, Marshall. brief. Uh, of how you know my professional career moved post IOBM. Mashallah, excellent. We're very proud of you, Sami, and your achievements. Uh, how's business nowadays? Business nowadays is not bad, of course. Uh, see, I'm, I'm a believer, and especially uh, in a market like Pakistan, uh, where the population base is 240 million. I don't look into 240 million because, mm. unfortunately, 45% of our population is under the poverty line. So if, even if you take that 45% out, you're talking about a population base of 140 to 150 million. That's mm -hmm. quite, quite significant. Given if you look at the population sizes of uh, the markets like Saudi, et cetera, 40 million. So it's still you have, four, you have you know, four times more on a population base. So there are always ways to go and find consumption, growth in emerging markets like Pakistan. And again, in a market, where there's a documented economy and for the undocumented economy, it's, it's not half, at least it's, you know, it's another 40% there. 
So it's it's all about how do you go and uh, design your redesign your RTM, your portfolio, etc. to go and find the growth. So uh, 2023, 2022, despite of all the difficulties, mm. the business was able to um, deliver deliver well. Uh, and I foresee and, and and as we speak more about it, I'm I'm a very optimistic person, you know. And this is what my wife. That, that is. This is important. what my wife tells me <laughs> that you know you try to yeah. find good things out that, of out of no, nothing, you know. So I I fully believe in the potential mm. of 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 this country, and given uh, the agro. Uh, base that we have uh, under 30, 60 percent of the population that itself is a is a great uh, human asset that, that that we are carrying. So I think two or three good decisions mm -hmm. that if they are taken would completely change the course of this country uh, versus where and how we have been uh, governed in the last couple of years. But I completely believe in the potential of this country and I've spoken about a few things. And I think optimism is such an important quality to have mm -hmm. in a leader. In which so many uncertainties are happening around you that one, you know, market head really helps. What might be, Sami, our learnings and how's your journey as a managing director of Pakistani market? You went through COVID. Yeah. You're just sharing with us. How was that for you? Uh, no, so when uh, the COVID 2022, I was uh, leading the strategy uh, for Minap and 2021. 2022, it was almost over. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but COVID for us as the organization, and I was just sharing it with Talib Saab in the morning, that during the COVID times, people were snacking more. <laughs> so when the COVID started, we all... were into more chocolates? They were into more chocolates, more uh -huh. biscuits. So except for, for, for one of our category, gums and candies, there, there uh -huh. was a consumption drop because a lot of consumption on gums and candy happens outdoors. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. But on biscuits and chocolates, which is the major contribution of a business, the the consumption went up. So when the COVID started at the start, like everyone else, of mm. course, everyone was panicked out because no one knew what what would happen tomorrow and how this COVID is going to unfold. It's going to impact the safety mm. and health of our people and our organization and operations, etc. But you know, when things were settled down and we were still under the uh, uh, COVID uh, era, uh, our consumption stayed up and uh, our organization, we did introduce multiple health policies, etc. for our employees just to make sure that we, we, we safeguard and protect them also. Uh, but overall, um, from a consumption perspective, those were uh, not bad years for the business. Wonderful, wonderful. Sami, what's your philosophy on lead, leading teams? I mean, you've, got, you've had the opportunity of leading marketing in Pakistan and the opportunity of being in strategy roles. Pakistan is difficult market lots lots and uh, you know team members you've got distribution sales team members what's your philosophy what's your uh, key take on that uh, so uh, yeah so pakistan my philosophy our philosophy on leadership is very simple mm -hmm. it revolves around three words efc so e is about empowering your organization if you're sitting in a room, uh, so it's not autocratic at, so, and not at all. Mm -hmm. um, if you're sitting in a room, if one person is taking all the decisions and you rely, you relied on intelligence of that single person. Okay. But if there are five people trying to contribute, then you're using, you know, amplifying the intelligence in that room. So inclusive and empowered organization. And so, and this is something that when you are leading the organization, people look at the top, how the top is driving the business. And this is how and what I do. I empower a lot, right? And empowerment also then have its guardrails that have to be followed. So any project which is there's this um, uh, curve that is uh, there and which talks about 
the criticality of the projects and how dependent uh, you are on your team members. So if something which is very, very strategic to the business, I stay close to the conversation. If there's something which is not very strategic and the team person who's handling it is very competent, then you know it's a, it's a update up. once in a mm -hmm. month or quarter, whatever, so whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So empowerment is very important. Driving the focus is very important. Again, as a leader, it is very important to drive clarity to the organization in terms of there could be 10 priorities, but what are the top three or four priorities? It is a very interesting book, uh, the focus one thing. And, and I'm very, you know, I read a lot of books and that's one of the way to really work on your development. It talks about and it, it has used some of the very strong line, lines like multitasking is a lie. And you would go like, how can multitasking be a lie? And then it goes on explaining that how your brain functions. Uh, your brain is one fiftieth of your body mass, but it consumes one fifth of your calories. So your brain is like a hammer, right? So the, oh, yeah. the amount oh, yeah. of petrol and the calories it consumes. So uh, whenever you start the day, you have to make sure that you are focusing on the right things. You know, twenty things that would contribute to eighty percent of your success. Right? So driving focus in the organization from the top to the down is very very critical, and making sure that the team is connect uh, the team is onboarded the third one uh, as a leadership in a leadership quality is about connecting with the people right so apart from empowering focus you have to connect with the people in terms of understanding their aspirations their ambitions how do you work on their development and wherever the support that is needed and required etc so efc is a this is a is a principle uh, that we and i try to imply this is something that i preach in my organization a lot as well. Mashallah. Very good, very good. Any particular value that you really uh, promote, something that you live by on a regular basis? Yeah. So uh, on, on value, so uh, two values, I'll talk about two values. Um, as a leader, uh, the how is the leader seen from a character perspective is very, mm. very important. So, in so, form, so, so for true. me, yeah. uh, the, I feel that the supreme and the two most important values that the leader should have in a character and this this should be an unquestionable uh you know consensus on it is around the integrity of a leader mm -hmm. and secondly how transparent you are so this is these are the two things that i really really try to rely on as a uh, transparency as a value something which is very very important to me i'd go and tell my team as well whatever it is however it doesn't matter the bad news is you have to come and share it with me be very very transparent and so, share it the way it is the, the way it is, you know, tell it how it is. So that's very, very important. Do you, do you find it easy and natural out of Pakistanis to come across? Because you see it in different markets and that transparency is, you know, you really enjoy it. Coming back to Pakistan, what I observed and I saw that it wasn't that comfortable uh, talk once you want to, you know, go and talk to your line manager, your take on the subject. I think it depends a lot on mm -hmm. the in the culture and the environment where you're working at, right? So and the yeah, organization yeah. where you're working. And like what I've said, uh, things are driven from the top and, mm -hmm. and people see how the, the leadership in the organization is behaving. Probably if they come up and share something with you first time and you go all out big bang, they'll probably never do that again. But if, they, if the leader uh, reacts maturely and with a lot of restraint, etc., and then, you know, the others follow, it becomes part of the culture. So. Honestly, in, in our organization, this is something which is very commonly practiced because people know that if they're going to be transparent, they'll be, uh, we believe in, in the fact that people can make intelligent mistakes. The intelligent mistakes are, in fact, you know, there was a conversation in our organization last year, 
how can we reward intelligent mistakes so we have not been able to yet finalize and start uh -huh. doing and celebrating it but this is something Do that, that you're working that's on that's good don't repeat yeah, yeah that's so vital and the second one uh, from a leader perspective so uh, in character integrity and transparency and the second is the substance of the leader oh yeah so in substance you know uh, that it's not just about being you know talking good and being nice to the people uh, but how are you also running and prioritizing the business how clear you are what direction you're setting up for the business mm -hmm. from a short term perspective from a long term perspective how visionary and how good you are in driving the focus on right thing so i think uh, vision from a substance perspective and uh, transparency integrity from a character perspective are the three important values that the leader should have that's that's it wonderful sami i must appreciate aap log jo cricket ke liye what you guys are doing ji as wonderful i mean for the audience global audience we must also you know uh, commend the efforts and achievements of cadbury dairy milk yeah. i think brilliant initiative uh they're sponsoring uh the women pakistan cricket team absolutely how's that experience been for the brand how no no you, it's uh, how did you get to that let's let's also hear it was that long, long it was <laughs> a long let's hear that story as well so it was a long journey it was not a easy one um how did we get to uh, that point so this goes back in 2022 i was sitting on one of the forum with some of the other ceos on the diversity conversation agenda and having a conversation and i i also made the comment on that stage that you know one thing that we have to do because the the biggest power that the fmcg brands and the food and other brands that they have is the the biggest power is the power of their brands the advocacy of their brands because we sell like even in our business billions of pack every year and mm -hmm. if i combined our both uh, jv business and our business so we're talking about 5 6 billion packs so 5 6 billion packs are being consumed every year in this country so number of households you know where the brand is penetrated the brand has the power and people are consuming your brands because they they trust in your brand be it from a quality perspective equity etc so on that forum i said you know i think one of the uh, traumas or commitment we should do going forward in our communication we should not project females as someone who where the success of a female is only when when they are a very good housewife oh, yeah. uh so in and and in order to drive more reach deeper penetration of our brands and especially chocolate in the market uh we were working on cricket mm -hmm. uh, how can we unlock cricket so cadbury and we as a brand you know it's a, we don't do any activation or any any partnership until unless there is a purpose behind it so we don't do wallpaper kind of uh, advertisements mm -hmm. so we started working on uh, cricket with pcb and we started working okay so i would not take the name of the chairman so when there was a previous chairman and by the time we locked the idea uh, two chairmen had changed in between they have this thing happening right <laughs> so i will not comment on it <laughs> they continue but, changing the chairman <laughs> but but it took us about 7 to 8 months right to get to the point and then we said you know people have, uh, there are so many brands on men's cricket and we are going to uh unlock cricket for us in a very purple way mm -hmm. uh and hence um, the idea of uh, Uh, this and, and as as organization this was something that we were also ad advocating quite strongly uh females are 50% of our population 49.5 uh their contribution in the workforce of the of our country is only 20% and if you look into those numbers in more details you would find out that most of them are employed uh in the agri sector mm. uh, etc so so all the more reasons to go and uh, highlight this as well and 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 one of the insight that we cracked out and some our, our purpose that we wanted to drive 
if there's there's any young girl in this country who's passionate about cricket and wants to play cricket then her superstar should not just be babar azam or shahin afridi it is bisma maroof as well you know there's so many so see those those, those girls should be hmm. their their role model and then of course at the end of the day you spoke about boardrooms and also we also wanted to make sure that the our investment should also have roi because at the end, at the end of the day uh, you drive more reach on cricket when you involve male uh, into the conversation so we made sure that we this this messaging should also have the advocacy of male into it so if you have mm. i'm sure you must you have seen the communication oh, yeah. there's a father who's you know pushing her daughter to play cricket and you know take taking that role and then we also got uh, our, uh, one of our cricketer harish rao on board to come and do the advocacy for us so in the end of course uh, this transformational change if it has to come in a country which it will come with the passage of time has to come with the advocacy and the support of male and as a brand we thought you know this is our responsibility also to drive this communication this messaging to bring some shifts in our thinking that's so wonderful and it, it touches the heart of i mean fathers like myself right i mean i got a daughter she went to sindh open right she uh, participated in swimming i've always been fan of team sports right yeah. i believe that it really builds character oh absolutely right what do we look for i mean good smart uh, leaders of the organization let's talk middle managers we've yeah. got a big body of alumni who are there in the middle management yeah. so someone who's done almost uh, you're closing in on your 20th year closing in on that so what might be some good actionable tips that we can share with uh, uh, the alumni i'll share two tips mm-hmm. for a middle management uh, one is focus on performance and transformation both so focus on performance so performance is what what you have to deliver from a short to mid term perspective and mm. seed the transformation something that would change the organization and the function from a from a long perspective one uh number two is this is something that i have followed in my in my profession when i was a marketing manager mm-hmm. i would go and try to speak like a marketing director so i'm i'm new in my role but i would you know try to understand what is the skill set required etc and i should be talking more strategic versus my brand so if you know i work but i'm 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 there's a conversation on my portfolio so it's more strategic like how a marketing director would talk so whatever roles you are on on try to prepare yourself from the day one since you have gotten onto that role for the next role because when you start talking like and you know and you bring substance in your conversations to your level up role when you are with your board or with your seniors etc then automatically in the brain in their brain you know this message would go that this person now is probably ready for the next role and of course when you start preparing for it it would you not be ready from day one but ultimately a year year and a half after you're going to be ready so two messages so always think level up talk mm-hmm. like a level up person wherever whichever designation you are on uh, and number two because performance at the end of the day is very very important so focusing on your current performance short terms and at the same time also trying to bring a change in the role or the function of the department you are working on you know something that you could cherish you know once you have left that role leaving your legacy behind so middle management is very very important in terms of because if you get onto the right track from mm-hmm. the thinking perspective delivery and working on your development etc then you do get fast track otherwise you know we see that a lot of people get into a middle 
management and then they stay stuck, uh, stay there on for a longer period of time. The only two ways for me is perform, deliver your short-term performance is important. Make sure what legacy you're going to leave behind in that uh, role. So because generally you are on in the middle management uh, layer for a good three to four years. So that's enough time to really transform. And in your, in your communications, always act and speak like a level up person. You must act and then behave. I think this is what I also propagate. And uh, from students to even, you know, uh, senior managers. One of the things that we uh, generally see once we look for talent in middle management is that can they step up? two steps higher, yeah, you know, something yeah. that we propagate. Absolutely. Your journey at IOBM, since we are talking to the alumni and we've got a huge student body as well who will be listening to, on our kind of conversations, things that you cherish, Sami, about uh, the Institute, your fun time over here. One thing I must share with the audience, with your permission, that Sami had hair up till his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you or did you find out? Uh, well, you, you told us and yeah. we would definitely be putting it across uh, some pictures if we, uh, no. you know, we would love <laughs> to share that. And if not, then we'll get it from your class solos. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I had a great time uh, at this institute and uh, this, uh, both at a personal level and also as a, as a student uh, also made great friends and I'm still friends with my IOBM uh, grads and students who, who studied together. Mm -hmm. When I started my MBA, I was fully focused on uh, my, my, my master's, uh, got a respectable GPA as well. Mm -hmm. uh, number of times I've been called out of uh, uh, Madam Sabina's room on disciplinary matters. I, I don't remember the count. So you were uh, the, 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 the naughty one. You, you've been doing your share of stuff, yeah? Yeah, let's end it here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but like I've said, uh, I've made great friends at, mm -hmm. in this institute. I got the opportunity to be taught by some uh, great teachers, Rick Lark, Sir Javed, uh, and, and, and many, many others. Uh, and of course, it laid the foundation uh, professionally for me uh, to be ready uh, and go and fight and compete in the, in the corporate world. Uh, Sami, is it the GPA? which matters to you once you're looking at new hires, you're looking at uh, character, you're looking at the way, uh, you know, uh, marketeers is what we, you know, generally look at. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at sales, supply chain, healthier professionals coming out of the university right now. You're looking at uh, people who are studying media, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what are the few things that you look for once you're looking for fresh talent? GP is not the top priority, mm -hmm. and especially for me now, you know the reasons. So <laughs> uh, it's 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 about so my what 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 would I look for if you mm -hmm. ask me from an individual and my personal view, I I, I look for the fact that how good the student is mm -hmm. from in terms of understanding the foundations or the basics of whatever the job role is or mm -hmm. whatever the function is. If it's about marketing, uh, some questions on marketing just to assess and evaluate that the basis and the foundation, how good, how good it is. But number two, the most important thing for me is what I try to evaluate is, is the drive, is the energy in, mm -hmm. in, in the person, at what level of energy and drive the person would be able to bring into the organization. So how good you are conceptually and the drive and energy that if you're able to assess an interview, these are the two, two, two qualities that I seek for, nothing else. And in the end, very often, the third one, which is not important, I try to assess the, if let's say there are two candidates who are both 
very good in conceptually the second one is also very good both are very good uh, yeah. from energy passionate perspective then my third filter is who's a better cricketer or who's a better singer oh. so <laughs> <laughs> So you have to be a good cricketer or a singer if there's a tie between two candidates. Uh huh. Do you do any of these two? I I am into sports. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. So cricket. Uh, you spoke about swimming. My since swimming, my my youngest sister, and this was in early 2000, was the captain of Pakistan swimming team for good Wonderful. four to five okay. years. So I saw her struggle as well. Uh huh. You uh -huh. know that how you can relate she, to it, yes, yeah. absolutely. That how uh, she was not supported by the federations, etc. Whatever. Extend and level the federations could support. They did their right, support, right. but uh, most of the international events, etc., that she is going to go and participate, those were on our, of uh, course, my father's expenses. So I myself, I was a uh, used to play squash. It's not a bad squash player. Made it to the sin ranking as well at a very early phase when Excellent. I was in my teenage, etc. Okay. So sports is something which is the integral part of my life. So if even. Uh, I get if I get back to work by seven seven thirty. Uh -huh. I would always take twenty twenty five minutes out, and I exercise at home. So and could we do cricket as well? Uh, quite often the the organisation once in a month or twice in Ramadan now uh -huh. Ramadan are coming, uh -huh. so we'll be playing it more frequently. So sports is something which has stayed very very close to me, in integral part of my life. I would I would put it this way. I think celebrating success from an alumni point of view. Well, we've we've yeah. been part of the alumni association. Uh, we, we were pretty shy on, at times, talking about it. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, now we've got uh, alumni like yourself, alumnus who've uh, succeeded, who's come to the top of the organization. What might be a message that we'd want to share with we, you know, this platform for our alumni globally? We've got the North American chapter, the European chapter. We've got a lot of C-suite execs who are there. What message that you would want to share with them? Absolutely, and, and you're 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 right, and you're the first time we had this conversation about two two and a half three months ago, and it's understandable also because now if you look at the the lifespan of this institute, and we spoke about it thirty years, right? So generally after twenty twenty five years, uh, institute start producing start producing CEOs and uh, C suite uh, profiles because it takes time for the students to get to those levels as well. And now, mashallah, our organization has reached to that. Point it in its uh, life, 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 life yes. cycle, uh, and and yet, but we were not talking about it. And you know, the mm -hmm. list that you have made also, and I was going through the list. You know, there are so many uh, successful stories in our in our alumni. So the message would be because it's our institute. This institute has done um, played a critical role mm -hmm. in terms of putting us where we are in our careers today. Then it is also a responsibility to give something back to our institute. Oh yeah. The only thing which is very very simple that we could give back to this institute then is is its due credit in our careers and you know speak good about this institute and the role it has played. So this is going to be my message to our uh, 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 alumni as well because see this is very important because the word and the imagery that you create for the institute to a to a great extent also. Hmm. Helps our uh, you know current students when they will be passing out uh, from uh, from the institute to find good opportunities with the organization. So that this would be my message to our. A lot of our students, a lot of our alumni, they don't know about our successes, and I think that's one of the key reasons that we are here today. We want to talk about our CEOs. We want to talk about our managing directors. We want to talk about our startups who have kind of become an IPO. 
Symmetry has just become an IPO. We have a couple of other startups, organizations, PKR billion rupees organizations who are almost on that track and they're doing mashallah wonderfully well. True. Not even Pakistan, but across the world. Uh, Sami, before we move on to, I mean, our segment of uh, having some fireside questions with you, diversity is something which uh, I think is very close to your heart. Yeah. Uh, in our conversation, the coffee conversation that we had, yeah. uh, you spoke candidly about, you know, a major decision, a couple of things that you've done for your organization and, you know, the way it blossomed. We'd like yeah. to share it with our audience. Yeah, yeah. so uh, diversity is something I truly believe in. Our organization firmly believe in and drives it uh, mm -hmm. as well. Uh, some of the things that we have done, uh, so uh, our production facility is at Hub, is at Hub and we oh, have our okay. uh, two production plants, two units uh, at Hub and they have been operational since 1992. 2022, mm. so that would be what, how? 30 years? And in those 30 years, we did not have a single female worker on the floor. Not uh, a single person? Not, not a single work, female worker on the floor. It was all, all, all male dominated. And you know, the team would give reasons that this is culture and this is that. Wow. And it's okay. Hub and Blochistan. Anyways, uh, so we overcame all those barriers and we opened the gate of our plant for the first time to our female colleagues in the end of 2022. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and now there's a separate changing area. So we, of course, we, before, before doing that, we made sure that we are also providing the right infrastructure in the organization, there's a list of uh, uh, pointers that you need to go through just to make sure that you are uh, providing them all the equal platform mm -hmm. uh, before they come and take, get into your organization. Last few months only, so we did hire about, we started with 25 and etc. Um, a couple of months back, we have moved uh, uh, quite a few of them on our company's contract. So they were hired on a third party contract and mm -hmm. inshallah by the end of this year, uh, one third of our workers are going to be females. So which is one which third. is one third of our workers are going to be females. So which is going to be a significant change from where we started 30 years, not a single female worker, and now. So now this is at that level. Even in our field sales, uh, we are hiring quite a lot of females. So in fact, we have hired uh, 30 sales managers, female 30 sales managers in cities like Peshawar, and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, in our middle level of the organization, we are not that bad. Our diversity uh, from middle management is standing at 25%, but of course, this has to go to uh, 35 and for closer to 40% levels mm -hmm. by in the next two years. Uh, in our my leadership team, so in my leadership team, uh, my functional heads, uh, I have a diversity of about 35%. So 35% of my LT members mm -hmm. are females. Then what's your target like? Where would you want to see the organization? 50% in the next two to three years. Wonderful, wonderful. So, I mean, for the audience, 50% means half of at least your leadership team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. half of the leadership easily in, in the next two years. What kind of, I mean, uh, new initiatives, uh, habits did you see changing while these initiatives were into market? See, uh, when you are going through uh, uh, diversity and you know these transformational changes, I mm -hmm. would say, uh, not you know, and you cannot generalize it for the organization mm -hmm. because the organization also have different work facilities, plant, sales, head office, and in all the places there's going to be a different level of acceptability. Head offices, of course, it's, it's always going to be higher because you're already seeing a lot of female workers there, mm -hmm. um, uh, colleagues there. 
but it, in places like how I mentioned about uh, you know, plant where there were none and there was a big transformation change for them. So before getting uh, the, the uh, female colleagues into the organization, uh, the entire male audience went through a three month training program. And this was on multiple area, areas like uh, on which are related to diversity uh, topic. Um, uh, infrastructure was provided to the female workers. Wonderful, wonderful. So That's when, when you're going yeah. through this change in an organization, it will go through different level of push as well. So oh, in yeah. the end, it has to be a tough and it has to be a push from the organization. You have to you go and tell people that this is something that has to happen, right? And this, these are your timelines. And as the number in the on the floor, in the function, in the organization goes, mm -hmm. then it becomes easier and in the third phase, it becomes fluid uh, and uh, the manager would not uh, be need to be pushed or need to be asked to hire a female. So, so the, the organization as a leader, you have to be mindful of those three phases. Oh, yeah. In the end, it is always going to be a push kind of a leadership top down, implementation, good. top yes. down, and you have to push it with the timelines that this has to happen. And in the areas where this is already, you mm -hmm. have your workers there, uh, the, this would be much easier. Was it very easy with the line managers, the top-down thing? I thought that it's going to be difficult, and especially okay. at our plant, and uh, it wasn't. I was pleasantly surprised and very, very happy about it. Even Not the sure. workers, the okay. main workers who were there, because we were working with unions and all, they were very, very welcoming, and uh, it, it went out very, very smoothly. And hence the reason why in a very short period of time, we are now significantly increasing this number. Excellent, excellent. We move to our section. Uh, we call it the sweet success formula. A couple of rapid fire questions. Uh, we would like to have your take on that. Okay. Mondelez has got a lot of chocolate brands. Your favorite chocolate brands, Ami? It's not Cadbury, it's Toblerone. Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mine as well. All right. Uh, marketeer, quality or deadline? Agility over being perfection. So, agility, deadline. Agility and deadline. That's what Sami Wahed from Mondelez is saying. All right. Quality that you look for in your leadership team? Quality that I look in my leadership team, collaboration, mm -hmm. teamwork, because that's you also said, and I would slightly uh, add more to it, that growth in our business is a sports. Mm -hmm. So growth is a sport. And sport, how do you win it? You win it as a team. Every yeah. person has a role to play. And you have to make sure that in that role, you're helping the other one as well. It's so important. So collaboration and cooperation. Collaboration and collaboration. All right. Uh, a question that you ask in every interview, Sami. Uh, uh, in the end, if I like the candidate, mm -hmm. are you a good cricketer? Oh. The answer is no. Are you, <laughs> All good, right. are you a good singer? Okay. So, so here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a big hint. Uh, to everyone who's planning to come to Mondelez or planning to come to see you. <laughs> Leaders are made or developed. Developed. Hmm. Care to elaborate? Corporate leaders. Mm -hmm. I'm. I would say I'm. I'm not a born leader. I've developed myself to be a leader, and development is critical. Self-realization, mm. whether it comes through your critical assessment or seeking feedback, and then working on those opportunities and development areas. Be very clear about what you want to achieve five to eight years down the road, and then develop yourself. That it's critical. That's that helps you to be a good leader. Unlearning and relearning. This is what I think COVID absolutely you know, has learn taught to us. Unlearn. Learn to unlearn. Yeah. Learn to unlearn. That's yeah. the 21st century skill set that we're looking for. Your most vital superpower, Sami? 
my most vital superpower for me is going to be my drive mm-hmm. so focus mm-hmm. and then i drive things very rigorously i make sure that all these stakeholders are involved if i have to get something done mm-hmm. on a time period i get it done so focus mm-hmm. and then drive your favorite subject and teacher sir akhlaq sir akhlaq yeah marketing strategic marketing management mashallah okay he's our uh, head of marketing over here as well yeah uh iq eq or sq iq okay so uh, i believe in uh, so see uh, the two ingredients to be very very successful in your with whatever work that you do be it if you're running your own business or you're doing a job so one is working hard and second is working intelligently oh yes so if oh, you're yes. working intelligently uh-huh. then probably you may save 2 to 3 hours in your day and uh-huh. you know uh-huh. you can you could go and spend those 2 to 3 hours anyway you would want to uh so iq is something and i feel an iq by the way is something that as we discussed something that can be improved as well there are ways where you could go and train your brain and do some exercises that can help you to improve your iq as well so students go and google about it so one of the simple thing that i had learned mm-hmm. because generally if you're a right hander you're a right hander if you develop a, even a one or two habits in your daily life routine for using your left hand on something mm-hmm. that helps you to improvise increase the power of your brain improve Et your cetera. brain cells yes improve your brain cells work on more and more things and i think that's such a it's one of the very simple way to yeah. so iq awesome advice that and if you have a good iq then i believe that your eq is automatically is going to be good uh, because if you are rationalizing things well you'll be able to get hold of your emotion that's how i feel about it i think that's such a wonderful talk uh, sami thank you so much for your time today uh, on a generous note we would like to uh, wholesomely you know uh, thank you for all the uh, generosity uh, the kind support that you have levied towards you know establish this uh, platform for the alumni association when at the same time taking out time from your itinerary today yeah. joining us and coming back to your alma mater right uh, again uh, voice out to all of our alumni globally Uh, we're seeing this we'll see this video okay we are establishing reigniting our alumni association we are reaching out for developing our network uh developing more collaborative efforts towards the alma mater the alumni association and excelling where we would want to do uh with the all the brands with the all our initiatives and on that note uh, we would like to thank you so much for the time today It was lovely talking to you. No, no, I think I should thank you. Number one, you and the other team members who thought about this great idea. Uh, and this is very small. That, like what I said, as alumni, you know, we could do is just, you know, what, what did we do this time around? Uh, you, you, you already thought of a great idea. We have encastrated to it with you. Uh, so just wanted to thank you and inviting me over here as well as as a guest. And uh, this means a lot. And uh, I wish you all the best for your. for other episodes to follow thank you sami thank you so much and on that note we'll wrap it up for today thank, thank you. you so much perfect thank you